and welcome back to The Back Pocket, the podcast that accidentally leaked all of its coaches' box material to the public AFL server this week. You're joined by, as usual, Jack and Alistair. Um, and I don't know if you've been looped in on that one. That was some pretty recent news. I'm honestly shocked to be sitting here. <laughs> Tim Kilda, <laughs> Ross Lyon posted for the, with his coaches' notes that they have to send to the AFL every week, the entire inner coaches' box recording of everything that was said during the practice match Essendon that was uploaded for a full few hours. He had to apologise to the playing group and to the members. Um, amazing. Great start, Ross Lyon. So you think every coach in the AFL... Downloaded that and saved it yeah, for 100%. sure. Yeah, They'll be like, oh, yeah, no, it's all right. It's been deleted. They've all got that info now. They all like, have That it. is on file for sure. And if they didn't, <laughs> they would be... Someone else. Horses ringing up. <laughs> Chris got like, hey, man, do you have... Do you have the St Kilda information? Demo, hey man, we go way back. We used to work together. <laughs> well, they all every every coach played together these days. So. Yeah, um, wild. That's Incredible. insane. I saw it and I was like, well, that's got to be the opening this week. That's some an amazing stuff up. I I can't believe that. Did it just have in big bold letters? Put Zane Cordy up forward. <laughs> I hope so. Because like, I read it and I was like, why, why would that be happening? Because like, the first thing I saw was it was on our um, back pocket Twitter and it was just. Um, St Kilda have issued a statement about the preseason match and like my brain immediately with my pessimism towards how the AFL is run was but oh something racist happened um but no it ended up being something really funny so I was glad I clicked the link instead of sad that was a it's always nice when you get a a laugh instead of a (laughs) oh this again yeah so that was a a pleasant way to finish my day yeah um couldn't couldn't happen to a nicer guy really so obviously (laughs) as we discussed you were mostly working during the preseason games this week so yeah i got to watch about uh 10 minutes total of game game i watched about eight minutes of the carlton game and i watched about two minutes of the geelong game so all i can tell you is that Braden campbell fast golden get a lot of ball uh, and uh, I only saw Ollie Henry do two things, and they were both complete fuck ups. So right. that's that's well, my preseason for you. I'll flash through my notes of what I noticed <laughs> this week, um, and you can input if you think of anything on the way. Sure. Um, the first game is Collingwood Hawthorne. Um, I, my tweet I even sent out during the game was that I feel like uh, captaincy clearly suits Darcy Moore. Um, he was brilliant. I think he and Sicily were the two best players on the ground. Um, he had 10 decepts, seven of those were marks, five spoils, seven score involvements, and 19 disposals at 95%. While at the other end, Sicily um, had 22 disposals with four spoils and six score involvements and won five out of seven contested one-on-ones he had. Mm. Um, That's two pretty good defensive captains right there. Yeah, straight off the bat. Mm. Um, and James Blank, the, the kid, well, kid. I don't know who that man, is. Uh, he was Hawthorne's mid-season draftee last year. Only played a couple of games. He had nine spoils and six intercept marks. Sorry. And won all three of his one-on-ones. Um, which, considering the rating we gave Hawthorne and the one that's going to be going out in the uh, post next week, um, <laughs> hopefully that will go a bit of a way to fix some of their defensive mm. woes. Because I think they're I definitely think struggling. they've got work to do there. I mean, we said that last week. Um, and we talked about Frampton in a game where the opposition kicks it inside 50, 54 times. I thought he was pretty quiet for... Someone they spent a little bit of money to get into the club. So, um, not ideal. Yeah. I'm not sure about Frampton overall. I'll give him time, but he, he yeah. didn't show me anything. Uh, he, I watched him in the preseason match with Carlton two weeks ago. You can never put too much weight on a um, preseason game anyway. Like, even one of our favourites, Nathan Murphy, didn't really have a great game despite, once again, all those inside 50s. And I guess it's probably because Hawthorne were kicking goals or Moore was marking it. Um, probably doing yeah. a lot of it. Moore's a wall, uh, or he's ha- he has his bad moments, but... The next game in a clash of two of our 
most touted backlines was Port and Frio. Um, mm. Brennan Cox had 10 spoils because he is a jet. Um, he had seven intercepts and 23 disposals at 96%, which is just fantastic. Um, the usual culprits, Pierce, Jonas, Aaliyah, six spoils each. Uh, Pierce won seven out of nine one-on-ones. Jonas and Aaliyah won all of theirs. Uh, and Aaliyah had nine intercept possessions of his total 11 touches, which is awesome. Uh, Brisbane versus Geelong to another uh, defensive captain, even though Alex Pierce was one. Uh, Harris Andrews, brilliant. I hope, brilliant. You don't, I hope you don't mean Patrick Dangerfield. <laughs> <laughs> um, Radical Ear. Uh, I, I want it to happen. I want him to be a key defender. He had eight intercepts, three of those are marks, 10 disposals at 90%. I don't think he's ever gone at 90% in his life. <laughs> um, well, yeah, he definitely wouldn't with his shots at goal. Yeah, no, God, no. Um, which is the best thing is if he's in the defensive 50, he can't kick a goal. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I think he'll get a game or two at the start of the season, but I don't think he'll be shown unless depth is needed, which it is at the start of the year because of their forward injuries or missing uh, players. Yeah. But he won't he won't play a lot of games, I don't think, this year. The one I really wanted to bring up was that last week we called McGovern and Hearn old and said that's the biggest problem with West Coast back line. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they took personal offence to that in the game on the weekend. They had 25 touches each. Hold on. Old... Old oh, I, I agree with you fine. There. Joel was- Selwood just played in, like, what, his 800th final. Mm. Like, mm. old is not bad. It's when you're old and, like, not playing well. Well, that's what I mean. Well. They, they had 25 each. Um, 12 intercepts for McGovern, 6 for Hearn. Um, they were really good. Um, but it, mm. I guess when Adelaide monstered them that way on the grossest, hottest afternoon in Fremantle, which no one should ever be yeah. playing football in. They just shouldn't um, have preseason uh, games in WA. That was the problem with, like, that game and the Geelong game, you could see how sweaty everyone was and that no one wanted to run because mm-hmm. you don't play football in 32-degree heat. Like, that's just not... Anyway, um, kind of beside the point. You did bring up captains, though, mm. and funnily enough, I looked into it because I forgot that Pierce had been made Frio captain after five yes. steps down, um, which I, I was surprised by because I really thought it was going to be Brayshaw. Uh, um, I mean, he's set to be their Pierce's, next captain, so... Pierce is a jet, but now half of all teams have a defender as captain. Mm. Um, or at least co-captain, and of the other nine, five of them have their vice-captain as a defender. Yeah. Um, so it's only four sides with no defender as captain or vice-captain. This is with an asterisk on Jordan Dawson, because while he's a defender, him as a he's, midfielder. he's a midfielder. Um, but that's who, really cool. Who I think are the four? Um, the four? That's a great question. Actually, uh, Essendon is one, I know. Okay. Um, obviously, Carlton has Weedering. Uh, GWS don't have one because they've got a th- yeah. um, captain and weird, all weird, their vice weird, captains weird. are midfielders. So often, I don't think a forward should be a captain. Um, Very rarely. Melbourne don't have one. And the Bulldogs. Okay. They're the four. Yeah, all right. Um, it's shocking. Caleb Daniel can't get a look in. <laughs> what? Um, he who must not be named or he who cannot be vaccinated also played really well, I thought, in his first game for the Bulldogs. Arlene Jones. Jones. Had, I think, 19 touches and a bunch of intercepts and spores, 11 spores or something. Yeah, I wouldn't um, be surprised if he has a bit of rust to start the we, season, but he's a quality player. We know he's a good player. Um, it's just that it's weird that those rules change. It's weird to me that even, like, America is still not letting people in unless they're vaccinated. Um, it's weird to me we that are, we are allowing an unvaccinated player at all. Um, yeah, and then the highlight was I always wanted to look at the most spoils, and lo and behold, it was weedering. With 14. Yeah. In a preseason game. To be fair, he, he did. And Young kind of swapped morals. Young did all yeah. the intercepts and had 19 touches or something, and Weedering just knocked everything out of the park with his fist. Yeah, it's different when. Uh, but Weedering specifically plays differently on Buddy, and I think yeah. it's worked over the last couple of years. Um, 
it's really more about nullifying as opposed to intercepting. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And it works. Obviously, it didn't work on the weekend, but it's a preseason game. So. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Like we yeah. see every year, like uh, every year, teams win preseason games mm-hmm. against really good sides. Collingwood go got smashed in their preseason game last year, and they were top four. Yeah, and Dylan lost to Gold Coast. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Hawthorne, I think, beat someone last year in their yeah. preseason game, and then it, flummeted. It genuine. All that matters is to get run into the legs of players and try pray to pray for no injuries, or like just get a kind of more like a match sim than you can do at your own training. And I want to specify I would be saying that even if my team won by like 100 yeah, points. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, and like more like a match sim than you can get at your own training mm-hmm. where everyone knows how each other plays. Yes. Like you want to play against people who don't know how you play so that you can see how that works and, and lines up on a real game. So Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, n- never much to go off. And that's I saw so many posts about like journalists, quote, quotation marks, I've just flicked the mic saying that, um, quotation mark journalists talking about, um, you know, their, their assessment of the preseason games. It's like, there shouldn't be one. Like, <laughs> you can really just talk about individual performances and what you see in changes yeah, from last year to this year. You can't make any opinion like, of how a team's going to perform based on a preseason game. Even just based on what I saw from Sydney in that preseason match, their movement looks so much cleaner and faster than it was last year, yeah. which is obviously a counterpoint to how they were dismantled in the grand final. That's something you can take from the preseason. You don't watch that game and go, wow, they demolished the team that finished ninth. They must be a flag favourite. Like, that's just not how it works. Well, well, that's true. One thing I'll take from the preseason, if Geelong are missing Henry Hawkins and Cameron all at the same time, they Mm -hmm. will struggle to kick goals. That's probably a a fair assumption to make. It's going to be really stangled or bust. Yeah. Maybe maybe close. Segler looked very awkward trying to play forward. Mm. Um but I appreciate they didn't put Radicalia back down there. He's yeah. Defender now. Maybe that's else. maybe that's the break glass. Yeah, maybe he he becomes the yeah. the Jack Henry yeah. uh, type. I don't. I hope he doesn't though. I trust Jack Henry kicking on goal. Um, so we've got a week and a bit to go. Um, I think VFL starts this week. Maybe um, I've seen. I think Taron Thomas is playing for North in the VFL this week. Mitch Should Mc- he be? No. Oh, I thought the same thing. Um. Mitch McGovern and someone else playing for Carlton. Marchbank? No, Marchbank did a calf, I think. Yeah, so I saw, I saw there's a few AFL players yeah. having a last-minute tune-up um, in what will actually be a competitive scenario because it's it's for points mm. um, this week, which is, is good to see. Um, but if, if they can't get up, I thought that Chinchotta, is that what his name is? Chinchotta. Chinchotta. Thought he looked great. Sounds like an Italian cake, right? It does. Yeah, I'd eat it. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd definitely have a Chinchotta. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, he, he, he is tough. Uh, I watched a lot of Carlton VFL last year, yeah. mostly because I wanted to wish Paddy Dow well. I wanted him to play seniors. But uh, Chinkotta and Radanovich, Radovanovic, yeah. I can't remember how to say it, they were really good small lockdown defenders for the VFL side that made it into yeah. the second week of finals. Um, I think Radovanovic. Radovanovich went to country footy, right? Um, which is a shame because I feel like he could have got a spot if he stayed footy. on. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I think Chincotta looks quite good. Yeah, I um, he's tough, and that's what you want. I, my our write up or my write up, I guess, is on on the website. But um, for Carlton went live today with Adelaide and Brisbane, and he was in there. I mentioned that like last year was a year of Carlton just finding people as key defenders, mm. and it looks like somehow there's just another one um, mm. who's just come in and he plays that same role, um, really reliable. Like it, Liam Jones used to play it, um, and then last year Young played it, but also Durden played it. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it looks like he's going to be able to come in and play that same yeah. role, which is just incredible. Um, and it's nice uh, in a season where uh, Williams has obviously just done his ACL that Cowan looks like he's just ready to go. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I, I talked about him 
straight away I was like, man, what a pickup. Because mm-hmm. um, I was looking at, obviously, defenders especially, but the draft beforehand. And I was like, he and, he and Buzzlinger were the two that I was like, I can't wait Buzzling to see where they go. Buzzlinger's a great name. I can't Isn't wait it? to hear him get called I by someone. A, I love a good name. Um, and, and West Coast got the other one, but he's going to be a midfielder in Ruben Gimby. Um, commentator's going to have a lot of fun with with Ruben Gimby yeah. um, over the next few years. But he um, he looks just ready-made. Um, but so does Cowan. Like it's, you look at those kids that come through at nineteen, look like men. They, like they have such defined arm if, muscles. If it's they insane. played against me when I was at the same age, when I was playing seventeens, <laughs> they would have killed me. Like I would have genuinely. Like we had a few blokes in our team who were man-sized, but like they were slow. Like they were just like people yep. who grew too fast and became large. Mm-hmm. Whereas like even the AFL players who came from that team were not huge. Like they were all teenage-sized people who had to get bigger when they got drafted to the AFL. Whereas some of these kids come through and they're just men at 18. And like, I know legally that's true, but wild. Mm. Um, and then other players, you look at them, you're like, that's a child on the football field. Yeah. I always think to uh, Josh Bootsma, it's like, how are you letting this kid play AFL <laughs> footy? <laughs> and, then, and then they didn't. No, probably for good the best. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's good to see, uh, especially fantasy-wise, a lot of yeah. young players who look like they're ready to just come in and destroy it. It's almost made it hard. I was actually I had a, I wrote uh, with no idea where I was going on my notes for this episode. Fantasy question mark. Um, but it's hard to make a team with so many round one debutants. Looks mm. like might happen. Like there's so many value picks and you can't pick all of them. No. Um, but yeah, my my question was going to be if you could put one fantasy pick this year that you reckon is value, not a debutant, but like who would your like lock be? My lock. Yeah. Not making this a regular thing on the show. It's yeah, just it's preseason. It's, it's it's also it's not a defender, so like it's not, not well, really I was relevant. gonna say as a defender. Oh, it has to be a defender? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh well my real pick is Rosie. Um Yeah, yeah, that's fair. But defender Value. Value. And it can't be a debutant. Can't be a debutant. I ain't got none. Yeah. I think I think mine's Yo. I think Yo's a choice uh, if it plays off. He actually looked like he was moving okay. The, the lock, if you're not looking at value, is just Doherty. Yeah, I was going to say you, that. You have to pick him. Um, but value, you said. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, Ooh. <laughs> um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to footy starting. And Doherty's going to play a mix of mid anyway, oh, yeah, so absolutely. it's not even doesn't even really count as defender. He's just listed there. He'll he'll get the um, us looking at it and going, well, we can't give him votes because he's not playing yeah, defense. Hundred percent. I'll look over again. I, um, I'm glad the cricket finishes this week. It's like perfect timing. Like I've not seen a lineup better than that ever. Last test is this week and the footy starts the week after. Oh, there you go. Super excited. Thank God. Um, <laughs> the footy, the preseason games were that boring that I came home because there was three games on. Um, it was the Hawthorne Collingwood, uh, mm. Geelong, Brisbane, and I think Port Freer at the same time. And I ended up watching the cricket. Yeah. Because those games were so hard to watch. That says everything you need to know. <laughs> it was not. I got my boss was like, oh, was it worth watching them? I was like, no, Scott. It wasn't. Just look, <laughs> just look up some articles and stats and be like, oh, okay, these players are looking all right. I mean, that's what we do every week, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I definitely don't have, you know, multiple screens going because I'm a nerd. Nah, yeah, um, let's go with that one. The I know the women's footy starts soon. Women's waffle, I think, is this week. It's going to be interesting having that running at the same time. It yeah. feels like there's already not enough attention on uh, women's footy. I think, I think and women's waffle I feel like started it's going to be even harder. Several weeks before last year. Like, it was definitely already underway. Women's sample started at the same time. So they're five rounds in, I think. Um, but for some reason, unlike the AFL or Waffle, which go, it's a public holiday, let's play games over a longer weekend, mm-hmm. 
Um, the stand for women have, uh, thanks to someone who replied to us on Twitter today saying that I was wrong, um, the stand for women just have the weekend off. There's just no footy. It's a long weekend in South Australia, so there's no women's waffle on. You know what? I rate that. Why um, should they have to work on yeah, a, on a public holiday? Yeah, a long holiday? weekend. I wonder if maybe they get paid like award wage instead of an athlete's wage. <laughs> want to maybe. pay them overtime? Maybe. Um, but yeah, like I feel like that's a, a mainstay. Like WA Day over here, there's always the East yeah. and South Derby on. I think it's the same. Um, but the VFL now because otherwise people matches. just stay inside and do nothing. Yeah, that's true. Which is a, is a good pastime, to be honest. It's my favorite pastime. Pasta time. <laughs> um, I, I you you wrote down a note. Uh, I saw, which was... Uh, I did un- write down you. a note. Yeah, uh, well, it, I'm, during the season I write notes. Yeah, 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 obviously. I know that. These otherwise episodes we'd be giving fluff. votes off the top of the head, which would be <laughs> dangerous. I could do it. It's a surefire way for, like, Sam Collins to just win. We'd be like, <laughs> oh, he was good, wasn't he? <laughs> uh, my segment is just called Who Would Win? Right, okay. And the first question is, who would win 22 Gary Ablett Juniors or 22 Gary Ablett Seniors? 22 makes it... I think it's senior if it's 22. I think it's senior. Like, I, I think that over his career, Gary Ablett Jr. became a better footballer than senior. Like, his list of accomplishments, I just even think, without the premierships, yeah. he was a more complete footballer. But, like, senior could play full forward and full back in yeah. the ruck. If, if Gary Ablett Jr. is not getting the ball out of the middle, because yeah. he's not winning the ruck contest, no, so he has to dominate there. <laughs> yeah. And he has to literally run it. And I think that <laughs> there's no other way. him in a one-on-one. Yeah. Like, uh, be a good game. Yeah, all right, second one, 22 Adam Goods <laughs> or 22 pre-knee injury Kudafides. Ooh, that's a tough one. Yeah, that one is that's tough. That's the every position player, yeah. isn't it? They can ruck, they can defend, oh. they can play forward, they can play mid. I just think back. It, like my, I had to specify pre-injury yeah, Kudafides. I'm, I'm biased towards Goods, I think, in general. But then I, I just had the thought of that game against Carlton where Kudafides had like 20 disposals and five goals against Essendon, sorry, in mm. the last quarter. Yep. Um, yep. That was the first thing I thought of. And then there's also a game where he kicked a, like similar to we talk about mm. Jack Watts all the time, kick the goal to get in front and then save it in defence. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Adam Goods is a beast of a player, one of the greatest of all time yep. uh, across his I entire just, I think career. that three-year patch of Kuda. <laughs> Was unstoppable. Yeah. Like, that's the... That's why this one's tough. That that changed what footballers were, mm-hmm. and we're only slowly going back to picking footballers again. Like, yeah. because of how good he was for that period in time, everyone was like, we need to pick a 195-centimetre-tall midfielder who weighs 100 kilos. Yes. And they don't really come around that often. I, like, like, I would pay to watch this batch. I'm not going to pay to watch the uh, the Ablets play each other. It would be funny, but, yeah. It would be funny well, for I'd pay minutes. to watch the Cooters and Goods, because that would just be... 100%. ...a genuinely high-octane game of football. All right. <laughs> I'm picking Goods. Mm, That's mm. my ultimate choice, but I think it would be a great, great yeah. watch. Uh, and my third one, because I ran out of time and I didn't want to do any more, <laughs> is just 22 Fraser Gehrig's versus okay. 22 Barry Hall's. Oh. <laughs> Well, the, see, here's the thing. I reckon the G train, because he was a fullback at West Coast. I'm giving it to Fraser Gehrig. Yeah. Like, when I wrote it down, I'm like, well, this I, is I an learned, easy one, but boy, would it be a watch. You know what I learned the other day? So, only because I was making fun of people who were like, no one ever wins with co-captains, despite Sydney's evidence. Twice, once, two, twice. two premierships with co-captains mm. and four runners-up in that same period of time. Mm. Um, do you know Barry Hall was the co-captain they made captain in that grand final when he shouldn't have been playing? No, I did not know that. One, I didn't even know he was co-captain. Neither. I, I thought it was just Kirk and Bolton. Um, but he was the captain in that grand final. That, that is wild to me. I, I can't imagine of... him having any leadership qualities whatsoever. I couldn't think of anyone I would want 
from that era to captain me less. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, I, I would rather have Brennan Favola as my captain because at least it would be fun. Now, I think Brennan Favola clears both of those two. If we swap Fraser oh, or Hell Prime out, in his prime yeah. Fev. What a about to behold. <laughs> what about current Barry Hall? Twenty-two of them versus current Favola. <laughs> well, Barry Hall, because at least he's been in boxing condition within the last five years. I still feel like Fev might pull that one through. <laughs> um, chances of having a career: twenty-two Favolas. Um, he is on a <laughs> he's on a weird podcast I saw recently. Who was on it? It was I. I I'll have to look it up again. Mm. But it was Fev's on a podcast with two people that I was amazed that he was on it with and I was like I feel like this would be extremely entertaining um let's see if we can bring it up if you're gonna oh my god I'm getting a YouTube ad (laughs) (laughs) professional (laughs) this ad break brought to you by the back pocket the first thing that came up was the Howie games so I don't think it's anything relevant Oh, there was definitely something. Um, I'll, I'll see if I can find it. I will try and bring it back up again next week as we do our actual preview for the season. Um, but it definitely looked entertaining uh, because of the strange group of people that had on it. Did he do a boxing match with Dane Swan? It was a big, like, there was a whole bunch of different ones. It was a charity event. Um, however, I would be cheering for Favola in that match because despite oh. the fact that he is an annoying uh, gambling addict <laughs> alcoholic, yeah. at least he's not... Dane Swan, who doesn't know the difference between sanitary pads and um, mm. urinary pads mm. for men who are like post bowel cancer or prostate cancer. Yeah, he's, um, a, he's a fool, that man. Yeah, not not the brightest. And like that was fine when he played football and didn't have Twitter, because it was funny to watch him run around being a bit stupid. But now that I have to see his opinions, which I, I don't because I have him blocked on the internet. But um, oh, you heard it here, folks. Drama. Jack <laughs> Turner has blocked Dane Swan on Twitter. Yeah. And, and a lot of other football-related people because it's like, you like football. Do you want to see these tweets? I really don't at all. Not, no. not even remotely. Um, I avoid it completely. Yeah. I. It's just people get given a platform and they keep it after they retire and it's weird. It's really weird. And people keep caring because celebrity culture is yeah, and, and like insane I th- I think and pervasive. That, um, like it, it's been really interesting watching the Australian cricket team be a great example of that recently where, like, they lost two games in India, which every team has done for the last 15 years. Mm. And all of these former greats were coming in and piling on about how, like, they could have done it better and this team was weak. And then they win one, playing the exact same way, because this was the plan they went in with and it's hard to play over there. And they're all silent. But it's like, why were we listening to them in the first place? Like, It's almost like whenever I hear Mick Malthouse talk about anything these days. Yes. Like, you were past it. Peter Sumich was another one. I, I said that last week when he said something. I was like, he. I feel like they get to a point, and I think it's encouraged though. I think that these I'd media also outlets. I like to add Dermot Brereton onto that. Oh, <laughs> but he's always been dumb, Dermy. Like, oh, I feel like it's getting worse. It's it's weird because I, I look at him now and I can't imagine him being the like nutcase hard man he was when he played football because there were not many people who would play but through he injury does like seem him. Soft now, yeah, doesn't he? Like he's like. It's it's the it's the dyed blonde hair that I'm that might be fake, but I'm not making accusations. Oh, it's and the like the soft fake tones and the like he the soft spoken as well. And you, you remember him playing football with like a punctured lung or <laughs> a, like an almost broken arm, and you're like, it's the same man. <laughs> yeah, but nah. he did also sport the perm mullet and very short shorts. So like, 
you, you can definitely have it both ways, which is... I mean, they were all short back then, but his were, were definitely yeah, shorter. He was, like, not quite Kappa, but in, in a league of his own <laughs> compared to some others. Like, on a scale, you need a sliding scale of, like, Kappa, Kappa to Betts. That's actually going to be in uh, AFL 23. You've got the, <laughs> the, short scale the short scale from Kappa to Betts. You slide I, it back I, and forth. I love a game release where, like, last year before the grand final, like, outside the MCG, they had the tent where people could, like, test play it. And then since then, it was radio silence. And then they're like, it's out in a month, lads. Do you have any footage? No. They've shown... I've seen one trailer and eight pictures. Yeah, and the trailer doesn't have any, like, gameplay footage. It's all no. trailer I did, footage. I did actually see a TikTok clip of a set shot, and it that was, was it. It was weird. I saw it, and I was like, one thing I'll give them is that the, ca- the players look like the players, which is a change <laughs> on previously. But also, it looks like they forgot to put shading on them. Like, they all look very... One tone. There's no Australian company with the budget to make an annual release no, that's and, not iterative. And that's they don't have the totally capacity to do that. When there's 40-plus players per team, there's 18 teams, then you have to take in the 18 women's teams and, if they wanted to do it, VFL waffle, teams, VFL waffle, waffle etc. On top of that, they would have to release them yearly to be on like a FIFA or an yeah. EA scale, whatever. It's, it's never going to happen. It's not happening. Which is why I was surprised they called it AFL 23. Which they're trying to make it look premium. And I, I have very concerned that this game I, is going to be awful. I can't wait to play it. Um, oh, we, we I'll can have fun. Make a back pocket team with all defenders. <laughs> I hope that they have a good song on the menu and it's not something oh. that makes me want to drill my brain out. <laughs> and it, I saw the commentary was better this time. Um, it was Hutto and Daisy Pierce, which is so much better than, oh. was it Richo and BT on the last one? They've got uh, your mate, uh, Orange Team. My mate. She's she's part of it. Oh, is she? Yeah. Orange Team. So good. Kelly Underwood? Yeah. Yeah. All right. There's six commentators. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Jason Bennett's one as well. Okay. I didn't see that. I don't mind Jason Bennett. He's all right. Um, can't remember all of them. I know Richo's one it's of almost, them. It's almost like people who came through as journalists and commentators make better commentators than ex-players. I think um, Kelly Underwood's better than people. Uh, oh, I, I agree. I used to really like her on the ABC. I think it's just contagious when you get in a box at Fox Footy or 7 that you just catch on the absolute dribble yeah. that the rest There's of the There's a talk. brain slug in there. Um, it gets like you, you even hear BT on radio rather than TV, which I think is partially because he's forced to call. He has game. to because like, there's no, because no, no footage. Um, but like even then, he's better outside of that box. I don't know what goes on in there. I know they're dickheads. Um, sorry for the language. Um, <laughs> out of nowhere. Uh, 3AW, you've got like, you have Brayshaw and you'll have BT and all those. And they're not bad when they're, they're on doing radio. They're a job for some reason. They're so much better. It's but as soon as you put them on a camera. You can get the exact same group of people in the commentary box yeah. on the radio. Wild. Like the 3AW calls of grand finals are genuinely funny. And they still call the game. The only person I don't think that's true for is Malthouse. I can't. Oh, he's even worse on radio. Like, I remember thinking Cameron Ling. It was. I was Cameron so disappointed when he came to TV. When he came to TV, I was like, "Wow, this is dribble." Because <laughs> I thought he was okay in special comments on the radio. But Malthouse has no sweet spot. Like I, I can't handle hearing him talk. No, that out of on experience. Huh? Any like platform, it doesn't matter. He just he's stuck so far in the past. It's incredible. I think last, he's, he's last year he was talking about. I think it was. Um, Oh, who's that player for Adelaide? Uh, small defender came back from injury last year, got injured again. No idea. Um, God, I don't know the name. But it, Mick Moldhouse was like, "Oh, and 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 who's this? Is it, is it a new player? Or is it Mick? It's your job, mate. <laughs> Literally, your one job you have left in life is to talk football and know players, and you're commentating this game, and you don't know one of the players' stories that I think a lot of average fantasy pundits around the country would know more." <laughs> 
Um, it's just wild that these people get paid so much money to do it too. Like the, the money in TV and radio is still wild to me. Um, just, you wonder if maybe that they could pay more for TV rights to the AFL if they didn't pay their commentators so much money. Maybe. And I think that's part of the problem too. For subpar too. commentary. Is he still on the list, do you reckon? Yeah, yeah, he is. Oh, uh, Wayne Miller. Oh, Miller. Um, Mick Monhouse didn't know who Miller was at the start of last year. Is he a defender? Yeah, small defender. Oh. Absolutely. Running, running, running half back. Forward. He's forward? listed as on their website. Oh, no. Well, okay. Well, I've done myself doing it. So he's medium forward. Player stats. Well, let's not talk about the stats. Let's leave those behind. Keeps getting injured. It's all right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I, I worry about Adelaide. I, I don't see where much improvement comes from. I actually kind of see the opposite. I I think they're playing a really tough brand I, I of football. I thought I did last year. After their first, like, five or six weeks, they almost beat Freo round one. Mm. And then I think they knocked off Richmond and someone else who was a contender. And I was mm. like, oh, okay, they're doing okay. And then they lost, like, 12 straight yeah, before I'm, their little patch I'm going to give them time. I'm not judging them off anything uh, that... Uh, anything really except for the fact that I see them playing tough footy. Um, they were very tricky for a bunch of sides last year and they have some really phenomenal, strong senior players yeah. to lift the youth around them. I do like, I do like big fight. Um, um, so. As a beast. Yeah. I'm, and he's capable a, of playing a smash hit game. a man up forward. Um, so yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not running them off. I think I have them pushing for the eight or close okay. to. I probably have them in a similar Similar bracket to where they were last year, only maybe, hopefully, winning a game or two more. But you'd expect, like you'd hope, that teams won't get the easy wins they got against West Coast and North last year. This Not going like, to happen. You think they'll still beat them, but well, they won't North, be maybe. the... You hope they won't be the absolute pushovers they were last year, which should even the comp out a bit more. Because I feel like there was... I like, mean, it's weird, right? Because West Coast stayed that way even after the injuries kind of... You demoralise though a bit, aren't you? Yeah, I like guess. The, if you're going in and you're like... Cool. We've we've won. But the zip. trend is even if you look at Adelaide's worst season, North's worst season, they won games towards the end of the year, uh, and that didn't happen for West Coast. That's true. So yeah, I don't know. They, but they beat Collingwood, which <laughs> was the highlight of last season um, for West Coast fans and non-West Coast fans alike. I think everyone but Collingwood enjoyed that game. West Coast's waffle team outperforming West Coast's AFL team basically for the whole year. It's good stuff. Um, great. I, I hope that happens again. I did see it was interesting. I wonder if they're like trying to do the reverse Moz, like Nathan Buckley and a few other former Collingwood people saying, "Oh, you know, they'll probably be lucky to make the eight because that that form, you know, of luck can't continue again this year." Like we were saying last week. Um, but I, I feel it has to be like an attempt at the reverse Moz in that situation, like where you talk about how you don't think your team can win a game just to try and. I'm surprised Nathan Buckley isn't only saying positive things. I swear he would take that role back. In last a year, it was wild the way he was talking <laughs> about that team. Like saying, um, you know, using players' first names or yeah. saying us in commentary or stuff like that in commentary. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, mate, this is like you're meant to be a professional. Um, yeah. And for someone who, when he played, was the consummate professional as a footballer, um, wild. No, yeah, Nathan Buckley's on the shit list. That's um, official. You can put that one down. Oh, yeah. We're not I think a fan that of carried Nathan over. Buckley. I'm pretty sure I said those exact words um, last year. Yeah. No, I, I look, we've made our, <laughs> I think our stance is on Nathan Buckley very clear. Fig probably, jam. Probably will not be a guest on the podcast ever. Um, no. If he offered it, it'd be a t- oh. tense interview, though, wouldn't it? That'd be, that'd be nuts. Um, but yeah, no, for, for a man who said the comment, made the comments he made about Lumumba, 
um, was there during, like, when Collingwood were actually bad with their racism back in the 90s. Um, like, there's a lot to be said about... Were? Well, no, but I mean, like, <laughs> where it was overt and not needing to be uncovered by a report when they put sticks and stones on their banner after racial slurs were said at Michael Long the week before. Mm. Um, and that's not a that's not a disparagement at Collingwood now. That's just a... That stuff was awful, yeah. and he was there at the time. Mm. Um, and it, it continued yes, under his reign. while he was there. So, who knows... That's probably a good point to leave it anyway, because you can probably hear our annoying um, mascot in the background meowing his little ass off. Um, and next week, we can actually talk about games that are going to happen a day or two after the cast. Yeah, it'll be, be nice. it'll be good. I'll have actually watched some football, and I'll come up with some new 22v22s for everyone. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be so, I'm excited for that. That's a silly little gambit. Um, I I'm going to remember this week, though, to say that the podcast is available, as always, on Spotify, Apple, Google, and on YouTube. YouTube is very boring. It's stationary. But if that's where you listen to your podcast, it is there. Um, and you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Everywhere we are, the back pocket AU, except for on Ko-Fi, uh, where we, we would love any dollar because we pay for this, <laughs> which is foolish, um, where we are just the back pocket instead of the back pocket AU. But... Thanks for joining us once again. We'll be back this time next week to talk about football. Don't forget to plug the website. Football. Oh, and the website's thebackpocketau.com. You. Bye. <laughs> I'll edit that after the movie because I'm tired.